Welcome to the Senior Living 411 series. The information shared in this show is for general informational purposes only and should not be used to make any personal changes to your lifestyle or health without consulting the appropriate financial, medical, or healthcare professionals. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to the Senior Living 411 series. November is Fall Prevention Month, and today's topic is Step 2 of the Fall Prevention Guide for, for Seniors and Caregivers. The 411 on saying, I'm concerned about your safety and your chance of falling. My name is Desiree King, and I am a Senior Home Safety Advisor here in Toronto. And as always, I'm not sure who's been here before and who hasn't, so I'm gonna introduce myself and share my story with you. So the first question that I'm often asked when I deliver seminars to groups such as this is, what do you know about aging? You're so young, or why do you care? And my response comes from the heart, it's because it's my passion. You see, I'm gonna date myself here, so promise me not to ask my age, but when I was 14, I volunteered to work as a candy striper. And I'm sure many of you remember what a candy striper was. We worked in the hospitals and we wore the red and white aprons. And in my case, I delivered books on the geriatric floor. I then went on to work as a dietary aide in the geriatric ward of a hospital throughout my high school years. And since then I've worked in or owned several senior related businesses. Most recently, I was a realtor for the past six years who specialized in working with the 55 plus demographic. I've taken a plethora of courses in aging in place, downsizing, retirement, living options, and dementia care. I've also worked as a client care coordinator for one of the leading home health care companies in North America. And I must admit that during my time spent as a realtor, I've always felt a pull towards educating and the serving side of the business, more so than the real estate side. So at the beginning of 2020, I knew that something in my life was about to change. I knew that my calling was greater than my career. Little did I know, or anybody as a matter of fact know, that we would hit something called the coronavirus, the, the COVID pandemic. And over the past seven months, COVID has killed roughly 9,822 Canadians. 81% of these deaths are linked to long-term care homes. Healthcare officials have cited the need for rigorous visitor and resident care protocols and precautions in these facilities. But I also believe the solution is in our hands. We as a people, as a future elderly population of this country, have to make some decisions as well. I firmly believe that we as Canadians need to change our thinking and method of caring for the elderly. One possible solution is that we honor the wishes of our elderly members of society and allow them to stay at home by doing what places like Scotland are doing, pouring money into home modifications and home health care as opposed to hospital funding. Over the past two months, as I sat at home, listening to the news and watching the number of deaths occur with our seniors, I realized that I wanted to do more than I was already doing. I realized that being a realtor did not align with my desire to have a greater impact on the lives of seniors. The ancient Greek physician Hippocrates once said, drastic times call for drastic measures. I think my mother said that too. In any event, my drastic measure took the form of me officially resigning from the real estate 
field and turning my attention to my one thing, which was senior home safety. Now, while many seniors want to stay at home safely, their homes are not equipped to do so. And that you'll see the statistics in a, in a few minutes. In preparation for what I see will be a shift in the mindset of seniors, their adult children, and society on the whole, my main objective is to assist families in figuring out what is wrong in the homes of themselves or their loved ones and what needs to be addressed in order to allow our seniors to be safe in their own homes. So why is falls prevention so important? Why a whole month? I'm gonna give you four key reasons tonight. Number one, falls are common. Falls are the leading cause of the fatal and non-fatal injuries for older Canadians. As a matter of fact, one in four older adults falls each year. Every 11 seconds, an older adult is treated in the emergency room for a fall. That's 11 seconds. Every 19 minutes, an older adult dies from a fall. So by the time we're finished this presentation, an older adult will have died from a fall-related injury. The, four one, the second reason is falls can cause serious injuries. Falls result in injuries such as hip fractures, broken bones, and head injuries. In fact, more than 2.8 million older adults are treated in emergency departments annually because of a fall resulting in over 800,000 hospitalizations. The third reason is falls are costly. The average hospital cost for a fall injury is over $30,000. Falls with or without injury carry a heavy burden on the quality of life. After a fall, many older adults develop a fear of falling, and as a result, they limit their activities and social engagement. Fear of falling can result in further physical decline, depression, social isolation, and feelings of helplessness. And last but not least, falls impact caregivers too. Research has shown that after a care recipient's first fall, caregivers report a significant increase in caregiver burden, fear of falling, and depression. Research has also shown that the toll on the family caregiver's health appears to increase over time. If you can prevent a fall, whether it is you as the caregiver or the person you are caring for, you can save time, stress, and money. Now, is it time to talk about falls prevention? Well, fall prevention is a team effort. There are others who want to help you maintain you and your loved one's mobility and reduce the risk of falling and injuries. Over the past two days, we have discussed the 411 on why caregiving can be a challenging role. And I had uh, Alpha, my husband, and a good friend of mine, Giselle, on, sharing their perspective on, how, on their experiences of being a caregiver. And we've also discussed the 411 on is it time to talk about fall prevention. And I showed you the fall risk assessment checklist as a starting point. And this checklist can be found anywhere online. It takes about five minutes to fill out. So I recommend if you haven't done so, do so. Today we will use the information gathered in step one to discuss how to start a conversation with the person you are caring for to determine if they are at risk for a fall. Now, like I said, you use the checklist in step one, yesterday's show, to take notes of your observations and bring them up at a doctor's appointment or when talking to anyone else who's in a position to help. The upcoming slides are designed to help start a conversation with the person that you are caring for. First and foremost, step one, educate yourself prior to the conversation. I have a list of some resources that may be helpful to you. 
To receive a copy of this list, you can always send an email to Desiree at SeniorLiving411.com. And you may also want to talk with other family or friends about your concerns and gather information. You'd be amazed once you start speaking about this, how many other people have stories to share. There are groups you can join on places like Meetup. There are community organizations. I know the city of Mississauga has an organization. So find a caregiver support group and educate yourself. The second thing is to remember is it's not easy to tell a friend or family member that you're concerned about their safety and their chances of falling. So here are some tips that may help. Be considerate with the language you use. For example, it is beneficial and supportive to say things like, I'm worried about you and want to help, as opposed to it seeming like an attack. The next is, be mindful of how you describe the changes you have noticed that pose a risk for falling. Be clear that you want to talk with your loved one about their overall safety. You may even suggest accompanying the individual to a wellness checkup that includes a fall prevention assessment which is a simple routine test like a blood pressure or diabetes screening. Be mindful of your tone and body language and be positive. Know the individual's preference and communication style. As you can see here from this chart in elements of personal communication, 55% of communication is your body language. 38% is your voice and your tone. 7% is your spoken word. So what that means is if your body language and your tone are not in sync to communicate with this person, they're not hearing nothing you say. So, and remember also, stay positive. Stay away from the negative language. Patience is a virtue. Recognize that this conversation may need to happen more than once. Try to continue the dialogue and be considerate. Conversations about safety and fall prevention may be viewed as a loss of independence for some older adults. Usually the process can take anywhere from six months to two years if the person has no immediate needs. So just be patient, giving them the information and educating them on the process. And eventually when they're ready, they will come around. The next thing is I would suggest is to pair a doctor's visit with an enjoyable activity such as going out to lunch or something else the individual enjoys. That way it doesn't seem like all the focus is on them and they're doing something, getting out of the house and integrating and doing something fun as well. And be open to changing your strategy. As this banner says, if you fail in your plan, don't be afraid, change your strategy. So be adaptable. Know what resources are available. And as I said, I have a list of some resources that may be helpful to you. And if you want a copy of this list, please send an email to Desiree at SeniorLiving411.com. Well, that's the end of tonight's segment. It was short but sweet. Tomorrow night, we bring everything together. So join us tomorrow, Friday, November 6th, for step three, when we provide you with seven strategies you can take immediately to create a fall prevention action plan. Join me for the 411 on developing a falls prevention action plan. Helping yourself, a spouse, or an aging parent to avoid falls goes a long way towards preserving health and independence. It's really a win-win situation.
Thank you for joining us. And remember that all discussions can be found on YouTube on the Senior Living 411 Incorporated channel or on the Senior Living 411 podcast. Thank you and have a blessed evening.